You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you heading into the weekend. As we know, the Bachelor in Paradise reunion show tapes today in Los Angeles. I'll talk a little bit about that, give you a few of my thoughts heading into it, some things that I, one thing I found out about, and then, you know, we'll talk about the taping and all that stuff. I have a Joe Millionaire update for you yesterday. You might have seen this online. I have some inside information on it and also some stuff going on this weekend all and your college football 9,000 star lock. Uh, No, there's no locks in college football. Anybody or in football and gambling anywhere, anybody that claims they have a lock is a scam artist and a liar. I'll tell you what my pick is for this weekend, though. We will get to that momentarily. As you know, this podcast brought to you by Dame Products, including their introductory vibrator, The Dip. Whether Dip is your first vibrator or the toy that helps you rediscover what feels good for you, it's designed to be unintimidating and to encourage pleasure exploration without shame. Guys, go to dameproducts.com. Type in promo code REALITYSTEVE and get 15% off your first order. That's dameproducts.com, promo code REALITYSTEVE, to take 15% off your first order. All right, let's get going, starting off with The Bachelor. As we know that hometowns are being filmed, um, I did get information last night. It's been out there that uh, Charity Lawson is going to get the hometown today. Uh, it's going to be filmed in Columbus, Georgia. I heard that they are going to be filming at the Trade Center in Columbus, Georgia. So hopefully some pictures will come out of that. That'll be one of the places. I don't think it's the only place they're filming. But I know that the Trade Center in Columbus, Georgia is where they're uh, starting filming today for Charity Lawson. So that's two of your four hometowns, Ariel Frankel and Charity Lawson. Um, and then, like I said, I'm waiting to get confirmation on the fourth one. And, yeah, I mean – Hopefully pictures get out today. If not, you know that Charity is his uh, hometown date today. And she was the one who I had the picture and of them in, God, where was it? Estonia. Yeah, she was the one in Estonia where on the, they were on the horse carriage ride. So she gets a hometown date today. Now, Bachelor in Paradise reunion filming taping begins. Well, it happens today. And here's something that I'm looking out for before we get to the taping part of it. I'm looking at, I'm curious about the Jesse Palmer aspect of this because we know Jesse obviously will be there today. He's the host of the show. But as we know, Jesse does college football Saturday. He's been off college football Saturday for the last three weeks because the show has been traveling. I'm curious to see if he's taking the red eye to Connecticut tomorrow, you know, tonight land in Connecticut, do college football Saturday, and then fly back on Monday because he's got to be there because Monday is the rose ceremony for Final Four. I guess it's really not a whole big deal. We know he's going to be there today for the Bachelor in Paradise reunion taping, and we know he's going to be there Monday for the Final Four rose ceremony. So I guess it's just a matter of if we see him on college football this weekend, we can just, I don't know, give him a pat on the back or a clap, slow golf clap, and just be like, wow, Jesse, that's some – dedication because that means he took the red eye out after the show taping today gets into Connecticut goes right to the studio does college football all day Saturday and then flies back on Sunday because he's got to be back in LA for the rose ceremony on Monday so that's interesting 
I'll keep an eye out for it. If he's not on college football Saturday, then clearly he's staying in L.A. for the weekend, and this is probably um, you know another one of his weekends off for college football. But I'm going to keep an interest in that and see if he uh, shows up on Saturday for college football. Now, talking about the taping itself, here's something that interests me, and I think it interests a lot of people. Obviously, we know that the Victoria Fuller, Johnny DiFilippo, and Greg Rippo storyline is going to be talked about. There's no way they're going to avoid it. I guess the big question is, and we'll have an answer once this thing is done, because I'm sure I'm going to find out what happens, is does Greg Grippo show up to this thing? Now, I don't want the aggregators to say that Reality Steve said Greg Grippo is showing up. I have no idea if he's showing up. I will offer an opinion on if I think he will. And my opinion is, yeah, I think he's going to be there today. Because I look at it this way. If the show was so cold to do Tino the way they did, sitting across from his ex-fiance and just rolling Avon out there, and not giving a shit about Tino's feelings, why wouldn't they put Greg Rippo on the show tonight? You know? They clearly don't care. They don't care that Victoria and Johnny broke up, and they don't care if Johnny's feeling hurt or whatnot. They know they've got such juice with this Victoria-Greg Rippo relationship that they'd be stupid not to use it and be stupid not to bring Greg on the show today. Again, this is just my opinion, but I think he's going to be there today, and they're going to bring him out on stage in some capacity because they would be stupid not to. Why wouldn't they? Victoria and Greg are dating. And we see at the end of the season of Bachelor in Paradise that Victoria and Johnny got engaged and they're going to have to talk about their breakup on stage. And we all know that she's seeing Greg now. Like, why wouldn't you bring him out? And you just, re, you know, you just compare it to that Tino story. It's not like they're sparing Johnny's feelings. They don't care. They didn't care about Tino's. Why would they care about Johnny's? So, yeah. I think he'll be there. And, you know, what's talked about, we've talked about this numerous times all week. Victoria's going to deny that she cheated. I don't know if Johnny's going to accuse her of cheating. She's going to deny it, she cheated and, you know, whatnot. And she can say it till she's blue in the face, but there's no way to prove you didn't do something, especially in this particular instance, because we just don't know what Johnny's accusing her of and if he's going to go into specifics. But... There's really no way for her to prove it. She's just going to say that she didn't. And like I said, she's already used Nick Vile as her mouthpiece. Her and Greg have clearly told Nick to get it out there. No cheating was involved. No infidelity was involved with Victoria. And he did. So the fact that they're even using a mouthpiece for the show to talk about the Greg Grippo story is even more reason for me to believe that he's going to be at this taping today in some capacity. It's just too juicy not to. But I'm not saying that he is going to be there because I heard he is. I'm just giving my opinion that I think he's going to. If I was a producer on this show, I would absolutely have Greg Grippo on the show today at this taping. 100%. Why wouldn't you? Um, one other thing that I did hear heading into the taping, I know a lot of you have asked about couples and you know what's the update on some of the couples and you know the main thing from the ending of the season that we know there were two at the at the the final couples you know decision day whatever you want to call it 
We know that two got engaged, two broke up, and two left as couples. The two that got engaged, Brandon and Serene, Johnny and Victoria. We know Brandon and Serene still together, still engaged. Johnny and Victoria clearly have broken up. The two that broke up were Logan and Kate and Aaron and Genevieve. And then the two couples that left as a couple were Michael and Danielle, who are still together, and Tyler and Brittany, who are no longer together. So those are the six. However, I did hear about one couple, and you will hear, you will see this happen at the taping today. I've heard that Jill and Jacob are trying to make things work. Now, I don't know the, I mean, I know the logistics of where both of them live, and that's kind of got to be tough, but I do know that they are in touch. Uh, they are into each other, and they're trying to make it work. Jacob, obviously a Lyft driver in Arizona. Jill lives in Rhode Island. Kind of tough logistically, but I don't know. Maybe Jill is moving, I or maybe Jacob's moving. I don't know. But I do know that they are talking slash seeing each other slash dating, and you will see them on the reunion taping talk about, you know, they're going to try and make things work between them. So good for them. We'll see, we'll see what happens with that. In terms of anything else happening at that taping, yeah, I obviously it's going to be something that goes on all day. And, you know, this thing doesn't wrap till like 8 or 9 Pacific time, which is 11 o'clock my time. I mean, I'll be up. I'll hear stuff. It's just a matter of how soon I put it out. Maybe I will put it on Twitter late tonight and my Instagram stories. Maybe I will put a late night Friday slash Saturday podcast out and give the lowdown on what happens. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. We'll see. But I don't know when information is going to come to me. So at that point, it's just kind of a let's kind of throw my hands up and just be like, let's play it by ear. But uh, you're not going to probably have to wait too long at the earliest Saturday morning. I'll put stuff up. But will it be in podcast form and written form or will I just do podcasts or will I just do written on Twitter? And the well, I, I don't know yet. We'll see. But um, it's going to once I get it, it's going up. So. Be ready for that. So the only thing I ask is, because this happens every year, every tell-all and every taping, everyone asks me as we get closer to the end of the night, hey, have you heard anything about the Bachelor in Paradise Union? Like, you don't need to ask. Trust me. I'm very well aware that you all want to know. I want to know too. So once I get it, it's going up. It's just a matter of when, how, how soon after I get it, because it'll be almost midnight central time by the time I probably get everything at the earliest and then do I do it in podcast or written form? So you don't need to send me DMs, send me emails, hit me up. Hey, what happened? Do you Have you heard anything about the? You will know, trust me, because I know everybody wants to know this one. I will keep you updated as we go along into tonight. So moving on to a completely different reality show, but I know one that a lot of you watched, which was Joe Millionaire. This past, what, it aired in January through basically aired uh, parallel to Clayton season. And at the end of Joe Millionaire, Kurt chose Amanda over Carolyn and Steven chose Kayla. Kala? I always, I think it's Kala over Annie. Anybody that's followed me for the last six months knows that Annie and Amanda came to the Reality Steve Fan Appreciation Party back in June. Uh, I have remained friends with both of them, and I consider them both good friends. We talk about a lot of stuff, 
And, you know, much to my surprise, I didn't know this, but last weekend, Annie and Carolyn went to Missouri to spend the weekend, Halloween weekend, with Stephen on his ranch. And maybe you saw the story on People Magazine that broke last night that basically said Annie is giving Stephen... Let me read you the exact... Uh, <laughs> so I don't so I don't get it wrong. Um, I, I will say... I, I don't want to get the... Oh, gosh. Um, I don't want to get the actual quote wrong, but here it is. Joe Millionaire's Annie is letting Stephen, quote, win me back eight months after he rejected her for another woman. This was... Interesting because on, I think on Monday, I texted Annie because I had seen her stories all weekend, seeing that she was in Missouri on Stephen's farm and having spoken to Annie over the last, you know, six months, I had no idea there was anything that she was interested in maybe pursuing something again with Stephen. And, um, but I texted her, I was like, Whoa, I'm totally confused. Wait, you were in, (laughs) you were with Stephen. I thought he was still with Kala. Like he was with Kala post show. They broke up. And then about in August, Stephen was posting with Kala again of her in Missouri with him. And that was the last I had heard. I just assumed Stephen was still with Kala. They had broken up and gotten back together. But then I see Annie's stories from this past weekend. I text her and she's like, no. And the quote that she gave people is the exact quote that she gave me. She's like, yeah, I'm going to, he has, he's, I'm giving him a chance to, um, you know, earn his chance back with me. After, you know, and, and I was like, oh, okay, good to know as first I heard of it. So yeah, I had that scoop on Monday, but it's not something obviously as a friend of Annie's I was going to run with. Um, but once it became a public story yesterday on people.com, she said, you know, I texted her last night. I was like, oh, now that it's public, I can talk about it. And you know, Annie's great. I feel almost protective of Annie because just, I don't know. Spending as much time uh, as I have with her and Amanda, just either talking, you know, did podcasts with both of them, hung out with them in Vegas for three days, and and obviously kept in touch with them. Uh, I do feel a sense of protection over Annie, so obviously I want what's best for her. And, uh, you know, it's her life. You know, she's having fun, she said. She goes, I'm having fun. I, You know, Stephen was great. We had a great time. And, you know, she's just kind of like, hey, let's see where it goes. And um, she's not holding any grudges because he chose Kala over her back, you know, last year. So it's good to, it's good to know. And, but now that it's a public story, I'm allowed to talk about it, but good luck to, to Annie and Steven on that. I, I always liked Steven. I I always thought he was good. He was a good interview. Um, you know, Annie's a city girl. We talked about this. Annie's a city girl. Steven's a country guy. I will it work. I don't know, but she's not completely closed off to the idea of just kind of, Hey, you know, let's see what happens which nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Now, as we head into the weekend, oh boy, I just realized come Sunday morning, my life might get even more annoying in the morning. I totally forgot this weekend is turn the clocks back. So when it's supposed to be 6.30 in the morning, when Luca usually wakes me up, it's going to be 5.30 in the morning. And that is not good. Because <laughs> my body might adjust to it, but Luca has no clue that <laughs> it's 
daylight savings this weekend. She's just going to wake up like she normally does. And yeah. Oh, wait. So if it's supposed to be sick. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> now I'm confusing myself. At at two in the morning, it goes back to one. So, we, okay. Yeah. So actually when it's 530, she'll think it's 630. That's the normal time she wakes me up. Yeah. And it'll actually be 530 in the morning. So getting woken up at 530 in the morning on a Sunday is going to suck. Yes. You know, I feed her, let her out. I'm going right back to bed. Tell you that right now. So Luca, love you to death, but just know you waking me up at 530 in the morning is going to have your owner non too happy. And hopefully as the weeks go by, 5.30 becomes 5.45, 5.45 becomes 6. And you say, Steve, why don't you just, you know, say no? And no, you don't understand. <laughs> she doesn't take no for an answer. When she's up and ready to go, she's up and ready to go. And she's just going to sit there and try and, you know, lick me or whatever or do whatever she can to get me out of bed so she can eat and go outside. So that's what I'm going to have to deal with. The other big thing going on this weekend, obviously, and with this, college football. One of the better weekends in a while. Three really good games. You got Tennessee at Georgia. You've got Alabama at LSU, and you've got Clemson at Notre Dame. And obviously, Tennessee-Georgia is the biggest game. Georgia right now about an eight-point favorite. Alabama's a 13-point favorite at LSU and Clemson is a three, three-and-a-half-point favorite at Notre Dame. That game I probably like the least just because Notre Dame has pulled some real stinkers this year at home, nonetheless, and they got a Clemson team coming in who's undefeated off a bye. I'm kind of staying away from that game. However, you forced me to pick it, I would take the home team with the points. I would take Notre Dame plus three, three-and-a-half. It might even be up to four now. So I was deciding between which game do I like between Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama, LSU. I like them both. And I like the underdogs in both, and here's why. I've watched Tennessee enough times this year. I've probably watched Tennessee football more times this year than probably the last 10 years combined. Their offense is a juggernaut. Yes, I understand their defense is ranked over 100 in Division One, and Georgia's isn't. However, I look at Georgia's schedule, and I'm like, well, who have they played offensively to where this is a dominant Georgia defense? I think this game is a shootout. I think Tennessee is up early. I think they're up at half. I think Georgia takes the lead in the second half, and I think it's really anybody's game at you know come fourth quarter. I don't think this is going to be a game where, like, oh, you turn it on in the fourth quarter and Georgia's up by 17 or 20 points. I don't know. I just don't see it. That's not the way I see the game going. Obviously, I could be wrong, but I like Tennessee. I certainly like eight points, and that's what I'm going to ride with. And I also like LSU plus 13. I just think that's too many points. Alabama has proven time and time again as a road favorite, especially a double-digit road favorite, they have not been good. The Arkansas game, they were, and they barely covered that one. They were 20-point road favorites at Texas. They should have lost the game outright. They won by one. They just are a different team on the road. I know they're coming off a bye, but LSU is a 6-2 and two team. 
Death Valley is a monster to play at night, and they're getting 13 points. I think that I think they can hang. I don't think LSU is going to win the game, but I certainly think they can keep it within two touchdowns. So if you ask me which one I like better than the other, I like Tennessee better than I like LSU. I like Tennessee getting the eight on the road. LSU, 13, okay. Now, if you really want to get nice with things, I would do this. If you really want to have fun, do a three-team 10-point teaser. Get Tennessee up to 18, get LSU plus 23, and get Notre Dame plus 13 and a half, 14, whatever the line is. You get you get three-team 10-point teaser, you're laying 120 to win 100, and you're getting those teams. I just think all these games are going to be close. Because when you get Tennessee plus 18, I mean, yeah, they can lose the game by 17 points, and you're still winning. I don't think they're losing by 17. I think they're too good of offense to get shut down by Georgia. I don't think Georgia has played an offense like this all year. Does Georgia have a better defense than Tennessee? Absolutely. But Georgia hasn't seen an offense like Tennessee, not even close, all year. And remember, they had a couple close games against Missouri, of all teams. And, um, you know, for the Florida game was a one-score game in the third quarter last week. So I just don't think this is the Georgia defense of last year. And I think Tennessee is just this. This could be one of those years where a team just comes out of nowhere and wins the national championship. And Tennessee has has got that look. But I could see them obviously losing. But I, I think all these games are close. I think LSU keeps it close against Bama. I think Tennessee keeps it close, if not wins. And I think Notre Dame keeps it close against Clemson. That's why if you add 10 to all those spreads, I would be shocked if none of those – if if all three of those don't cover a 10-point tease. Notre Dame plus 14, Bama, I mean uh, Tennessee plus 18, and LSU plus 23. Have fun with that. But my pick for the week, if you're asking me, is Tennessee plus 8. Let's go there. And let's go Vols. Thank you for listening. Good old Rocky Top. Woo! Rocky Top, Tennessee. Anyway. Thank you all for listening. I hope you have a great weekend. Keep it on my socials tonight because I might do something tonight, whether it's a podcast or putting it out on Twitter or Instagram stories. I don't know yet, but keep it there tonight for hopefully your results of what goes down at the Bachelor in Paradise reunion taping. Thank you very much for listening, and we are back on Monday. Talk to you then. See you.